Hello. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am well. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Good. I'm wearing a, a microphone headset thing. This, this uh, technology that all the kids are using these days. Ooh. So, and nothing to... else? Just the microphone? That's it. I'm completely naked except for my phone <laughs> in my hand and this headset. <laughs> how, uh, well, how, how things... We... Man, everything... It was very, very busy. Um, you know, I went back to work this week after seven weeks of being off. Um, and if you're just now listening to this and you don't know, I'm a barber uh, in a shop in the town that we both live in. And we were gone for seven weeks and we were back. And goodness gracious, it was insane. Um, yeah, so how, tell us and me what you had to do to be able to reopen in this time of the pandemic. Sure. So um, the we were closed for seven weeks. I didn't uh, really do anything during that time in terms of work. I did have some appointments that were set up that kept getting pushed back and pushed back. So that was the most frustrating thing about it for me and for my customers was just to have these appointments and have the uncertainty. So after the last round where we thought we were going to get to reopen and we didn't, we just, I just decided I'm not putting any new appointments on the books. I'm just going to wait till we know we can reopen and then I'll stay, start taking appointments, which I think was the right thing to do, but it just made things logistically very difficult. So after the governor had her press conference, not this past Friday, but the Friday before, I just got flooded with phone calls and emails and text messages and Facebook messages and I, I, we had to wait to hear from the Barber Commission to see if they were going to have any additional restrictions. And I guess I finally heard from them and sat down at my computer at 1230 and got back to all the people that had gotten in touch with me and then opened up my online booking to the public around five. And I literally got up. I didn't get up from my computer till 9 p.m. that night. And when I did, I had in that eight and a half hours was booked for a week and a half solid. Um, and then over and then over the course of the weekend, things just kept coming in and got more and more bookings. And then I, we not, we typically don't work on Mondays. I worked this past Monday just because we were allowed to be open by the governor and I had so much catching up to do. So I started at 8 AM on Monday morning and the phone was just ringing off the hook and people coming up to the door. And so I am booked into uh, the middle of week after next now. Excuse me. Yeah. So it's just, it's just been uh, an insane amount of um, there's just so much pent up demand to tap into. So I worked 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. six days this week. So uh, and that's from the time we actually opened. You know, I w- I, there was probably another hour or so, you know, so, just hey, in like opening you, and Jason, closing. Let me ask you that. Let me jump in. I'm sorry. You, sure, you're good. You had said when this first came out that they were saying that you would only be able to have three barbers at a time in, in, inside the shop. Did that change or is that, did they relax that or change that? Or do you, can you still, there's, of course, I think there's six of y'all that are there. And so you were saying it would be logistically tough to get, how are y'all going to work that out? So did, did that continue? No. So that was in, uh, the Lieutenant Governor's small business task force reopen Alabama responsibly report had outlined what they recommended as if they were going to reopen that day, what they would make people do. And at that time it was, 
if you, you know, if you have four or more, you can only work at half your capacity, which means that having four full-time and one part-time, we would only be able to have two in the shop at a time, but that did not come to fruition. That did not come to fruition. So we were all able to be there and all able to be cutting hair. Okay. And all, and you can all be there at the hours that you normally would plus obviously extra time to get to handle the load. Right. There's no limitations on how much you can work. There is limitations on how many people you can have in the shop at a time. Um, you know, it's supposed to be one customer per barber, but there has to be leeway for that. If you have a minor child, they have to be accompanied by a parent. I, uh, I can tell you, I wouldn't want my young child going in there by themselves to get their haircut, no matter how much I trust in my barber. I just, oh, yeah, you know, sure. I think that that's so tell me, unreasonable. Tell me if I'm, if I'm walking up to the door, tell me how my experience goes. Well, if you do not have an appointment, the first thing you will see on the door is there is a, a piece of paper with a big printout that says, you know, pl- what says, please read the entirety of this, of the posted notices before knocking. And it, yeah. and it says you have to have an appointment. You cannot just walk in. Uh, it says basically if you've been out of the state in the past two weeks, if you know anyone that's uh, – been tested for COVID. If you know anyone that has COVID, all the, like the whole standard thing um, that you need to reschedule your appointment. And it says the phone number to get into. It's got my website on there. Uh, basically just the information. The door is locked. Yeah. So if you don't have an appointment, you're going to walk up and be told to read the sign and then call to make an appointment, which, which we did have to do many, 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 many times this week. I'm sure. Um, Yeah. So that's what that's what it's going to be if you don't have an appointment. If you do have an appointment, uh, you're told to come to the shop at your appointment time and you will be let in at that appointment time not to and not to come before your appointment time, uh, okay. which which is a whole nother. There's some people have been really good about listening to that. Some people haven't, um, which is I mean, that's fine. But you have to understand you're going to have to sit outside and we don't have a yeah. we're not our, ba- our bathroom is not open right now. Um, so you're told to, to come at your appointment time and not before you're told that you have to wear a mask and then you're told that uh, you have to bring a credit card for payment. So no you cash. get to, yeah, no cash. You get, to, <clears throat> you get to the front door. I let you in. I lock the door behind you. I sanitize the door and anything I touched or you touched on the door. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you have oh, to sanitize. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha. I've, I've been doing yard work, so I think I inhaled a bug or some grass or something. Okay, good. Um, but so, that's, that's it. That's it. It's the allergies. Um, so you, uh, I have to sanitize the door and anything I touch. You have to sanitize your hands. I take you to the back, and then you sit down in the chair. I put the cape on you, make sure you're comfortable. Then you take your mask off and put it in your lap. I spin you toward the mirror, do your consultation. I cut your hair. After I cut your hair, spin you, make sure it's good. You put your, uh, I take the cape off you, and before you stand up, you have to put your mask back on. I walk mm-hmm. you to the front. I, uh, you know, tell you how much the total is. I ask you if you want to leave a tip because I have to put everything in the credit card machine, which is completely awkward and terrible. But what yeah, we have to do, yeah. it is very awkward. Um, I don't actually, I don't actually think we're going to do that going forward because it is, it's just, it's much too awkward. Um, they and can't it's just, just write it in and you go back later and adjust it. You have to have it. Well, yeah. that's what we typically did, but then they have to touch a pin or they have to key it in on the uh, credit card machine. We're trying to do we're trying to do as few touching things as we can, but after doing it this week and having some people that were understandably put off, we just said, okay, we're just going to have to sanitize a pin and keep it on the counter and let them sign the receipt like we used to because it's just too 
it's very, very, very awkward, and it puts people on the spot. And I just yeah. it, nobody in the nobody in the shop was comfortable with it, and we could kind of tell our our customers were uncomfortable with it. So we just said we're not going to do that. Um, but then yeah. I let you out, and you go on about your day. So then after I let you out, I have to again sanitize the door where I let you out, sanitize the credit card machine, sanitize the cash register, sanitize the <laughs> countertop. Then I walk back to my station. I have to sanitize any clipper that I used on you. I have to sanitize any scissor that I used on you, any implement that I used on you. I have to sanitize and uh, my chair and my chair cloth with alcohol and then completely sanitize my station and then sweep. And then anything that was, you know, like, like a, ta- like if I used a towel on a neck shave for you, that has to be, uh, that has to be put in the, in a container and sanitized uh, and then sweep everything up. So my appointment times have gone from 30 minutes to 45 minutes because it takes me yeah. time to walk you to and from the door. It takes me time to sanitize my station. I've always been pretty good about sanitation and cleaning my implements and I have my system down pretty good. So it usually that part of it only takes, um, you know, that part of it only takes about three to five minutes per haircut. But if you figure the amount of haircuts I'm doing every day, it's over, it's well over an hour of time just spent doing that. And the people that I work with. And you you of course keep your mask on the whole time, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Keep our masks on the whole time. I keep my mask on all day except for, when I sit down to eat or sit down to take a break. Other than that, it's 10 hours a day with a mask on. How was that? It's awful. Did you get accustomed to it or is it off? Yeah. I, as somebody who doesn't, I'm not claustrophobic, but I don't like that feeling. I feel like it would get old. Um, I just take a bandana and fold it over and then fold it over again. And I use like hair ties that my daughters had to hold it around my ears. So that is my mask. I'm not using one of the other masks or anything like that. Um, okay. I just use that mask and it is really not that bad, uh, but it did take some getting used to. I have to, I put lotion on my ears around three times a day to keep that skin soft because it starts getting a little sore and raw from having that strap yeah. on there all day. But, yeah. uh, you know, I've gotten used to it. I got used to that a lot quicker than my coworkers did. I got a lot used to my coworkers are still kind of trying to have to find their rhythm and find their process about how to clean their station, how to clean their implements, because, I'm not saying they're dirty, but they're not as they're not as cleanly and on top of it, and for lack of a better term, OCD as I am. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's you know my my process was just a couple extra minutes. Their process took them a lot more time. Well, and so you're. Get... Um... Oh, go ahead. No, that's I was just saying it's it's taken them a little bit to getting used to. They they had they still haven't really found their rhythm yet in terms of what they can do in a day and how they need to do everything. Yeah. Well, it's the new normal, but I'm glad you're able to get back to work. That's a good sign for anybody, you know. Um, it just sounds like a lot, but it sounds like you're dealing with it really well. I hope it just doesn't have to stay that way for forever. You know, I think that um, I think that it will stay that way for a long time. I don't until we have a really good vaccine or really good preventative, or at least have a solid treatment for for COVID nineteen. It's it's just going to have to be how it is until then, and I, I don't. I think this was such an eye opener that so so many people are never going to go back to not sanitizing their hands when they go places or not sanitizing their hands between doing things, which, you know, again, being kind of OCD and um, not a full blown germaphobe, but enough. I think that, you know, it, it to me, at least it, it was our I mean, if I when I go out in public, I wash my hands after I go somewhere, I sanitize my hands after using a gas pump, I wash my hands before I cook or before I eat or handling yeah. money, all that kind of stuff. And that's what everybody seems to be doing now. I don't think that will go away. Um, I don't think handshaking is going to come back. I think that's going to be a relic of a bygone era. Yeah. I just don't, 
I don't see those things um, happening. I just think it's going to be, uh, I just think it's how things are going to be now. I also don't think that, um, that workplaces and offices are ever going to be the same. A lot of people are just not going to have offices anymore. You'll work from home. And if you do have a thing a couple times a year where you're, you and your coworkers get together, it'll be at the Hilton in their conference room or something along those lines. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that, that, that uh, the concept of business casual or workwear has also gone away. I don't think that's ever going to come back unless you're in sales or you have to be in front of customers or in front of people. Everybody's just going to be in sweatpants and a t-shirt for the foreseeable future. Uh, and, and I, so you know, I literally invest, invest in athletic wear and sell all your suit stock. That's right. Well, you know, I, uh, they, that was already kind of going that direction. Last time I had to be measured for something, I went into a suit shop and the first thing you see when you walk in is kind of like the high low concept that, that everybody was doing for a while and did the business world, which is like jeans and a, collared shirt yeah. with a sport jacket, sport coat. And so I yeah. think that's going to get even more relaxed. You know, I have a customer that was, he was a, a business guy and he always used to come in and a polo shirt and, you know, some kind of slacks or khaki pants. And he said, mm-hmm. when he came in for his haircut, he said, this is the first time I've been in pants with a button in seven weeks. <laughs> I know that feel. Hey, I got a question now that you say that. Um, and of course, everybody doesn't talk. We've talked about that as they sit in your chair. Sometimes people like quiet, but I know a lot of people do talk. How many of your, what percentage would you say of your customers this past week have been, you know, adversely affected by this? Meaning, I, you know, they've lost their job or I guess that would be the worst thing that could happen. Or, you know, just were irrecoverable. Oh my gosh, I can't use words. Who was negatively affected by this? How many people would you say? Um, um, financially, I would say probably 10% or less. Um, there just wasn't a, wasn't a whole lot of people that were direly financially impacted. Now, okay, let me, let me take that back. I would say probably 10% or less actually like we're not working or had been furloughed or laid off. And then I would probably say 25% had some sort of a cut in pay or hours. Um, but in, but in terms of like, I'm not working, I'm not doing anything. It was 10% or less. And then another financial impact was another 25%. So the remaining 65% or so, um, I would say was just businesses as usual financially. And then, but other changes within their business. Wow. That's a lot Mm -hmm. higher than I would have anticipated. I feel like that had no impact or that had impacts that had no impact. For as much as people are complaining and bellyaching about open it up and blah, 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 you would think lives were just being destroyed right and left. Well, so, you know, you, what you have to think about is if people are that financially impacted, they're not going to come spend $20 on a haircut. They're going to save their money, yeah. let their hair grow, have their wife give them a buzz cut with their beard trimmer. It's, I'm, they, those will be the people that I will may, maybe last to see. Um, you know, a haircut is um, – it is – to some essential, but to most people, especially in this country, it is a luxury. Um, you know, yeah. you're, you're, people don't think about it that way, but you know, you're going, so is going to get a manicure or a pedicure. It is maintenance and upkeep and, um, and grooming, but you know, you could you technically, you could buzz your hair at home. You know, you could mm-hmm. cut your hair short going to have somebody else do that for you is, is really a luxury you want because it's, it's, it's a style. You're going to have a hair style as opposed to just having your hair cut. So hey, how many, um, how many new customers did you have? We had a lot of customers that had had not been to the shop in a long time that were coming 
that were trying to come back in because they could not get into wherever they'd been going. And we had a lot of customers that, that were new that for the same thing, but I did not have that many because I strategic, well, I strategically reached out to my regular customers first and they got the priority bookings before I even started answering the phone at the shop. So if people didn't, if people didn't know me and didn't know I was there and just randomly called, I would set them up with something for later in the next week. But most of my customers, if they wanted a haircut and knew where to find me, they were going to get one. Mm -hmm. At least in the first week and a half. Did you see a percentage of people that you think probably did have their wife cut their hair with their beard trimmers that were desperate to come in and get an actual real haircut again? Or did you think most everybody just let it grow out? No, we had a, um, we had a good number of people that had done uh, some version of the quarantine cut or had somebody in their family do some version of the quarantine cut. We had some, some people that just ran their dog clipper up the back and sides. We had some people that had had clippers from, <laughs> from doing their beards and did this and that. And I had some people that their, their wives really butchered the bottom of their neckline or really butchered their hair, or they would do the back and sides, but had no idea to blend it um, into the top. And so they just, they had some version of the mushroom or bowl cut. Um, and then, and the other thing that was really surprising was, and I, I just guess I didn't think about this. How many people that said, I'm ready to drastically change my hairstyle. I actually kind of like it long. I just want you to clean it up or, dear God, I'm tired of having two months of hair, just buzz this whole thing off, you know, yeah. because if they, if they'd not had a haircut in a, in a month or six weeks, and then they had to wait another, you know, six to eight weeks, they're really sitting on a lot of hair. So I, there was a lot of hair on the floor, but there was also a lot of people that were just like, just go around my ears and clean my neck and even everything out. I want to keep it long. So I'm starting to feel that way. The, the more, the longer I go without seeing you, um, yeah. you know, that last time I came in, I just had you clean it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. and get a full cut so yeah it's getting really out of control but i'm also thinking that i like it the length on it because it's you know i've cut it short for so long so <clears throat> when i do come in i might have you just mansc or scape it up around the ears and over the neck and try i'm not to gonna manscape you i'm not gonna manscape yeah, you. i'm not good with my words this morning it's, it's been <laughs> a long morning <laughs> were there any other um surprises or things that jumped out at you that you weren't expecting or um, just how ugly people are to, um, and inconsiderate people are to other people and to people that are, um, in a situation like this. Um, there were people that were just, they wouldn't even read the note or they would read the note and just bang on the door and the man that we let them in and give them a haircut or demand that they, um, should not have to wear a mask or they would just complain about wearing the mask the whole time. And, um, you know, oh I, I just, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Um, we had people that flat out said they were never going to come back to the shop because we were requiring people to wear masks. Um, we had people that said, you know, call me when you're not requiring people to wear masks and then I'll come get my hair cut here. And, um, you know, people that would people that literally we would tell them what the process were and the procedures were and explain to them why they were doing it. And then they would just completely ignore it. Like they would only really only put their mask on when we flat out told them they weren't going to hair get a haircut if they couldn't and then took it off as soon as they sat down and then we explained to them that we had to let them out and they were like undoing the door themselves and just like touching stuff and um you know people that uh you know just didn't didn't follow the like i had a bunch of people that even though i said we were only taking credit cards still brought cash which you know if somebody puts cash in your hand it's really hard after we're not working for seven weeks it's really hard to say no to that yeah. um did you so, and then to? and and also, no, I, I mean, we didn't. I mean, I, I did. I, at first I did, but then everybody else in the shop, all of my coworkers were just putting the cash in their pockets. And I said, well, I guess they're, you know, there goes policy out the window. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that was not something that we were mandated to do. That was something we decided to do because we had a, uh, a zoom meeting of all the employees over, over the time that we were closed. And we had a discussion about all the things that we were comfortable with. And we all said that we were um, more comfortable taking cards than cash, but then it just all went out the window when, um, when that came to that, you know, there's a lot yeah. of things that we all, there's a lot of things we all discussed t- together as employees and all agree that we were going to do that people just stopped doing immediately or did never, or never did. Because I think yeah. the, pro- the priority is for, for some people there is making money, um, not, not being safe or not trying to catch coronavirus. It's simply they're, they're putting their financial well being over their health and, and our health at the same time and the customer's health, which is unfortunate. But, um, and I'm not saying it's anything like they're not cleaning their equipment or they're not sanitizing their chair, but just little things like letting customers touch things or, um, you know, letting customers give them cash or letting customers do this or that. There's just those types of things that um, we all agreed we were going to do for our own comfort level that people are just ignoring. Yeah. Well, they might and, not be comfortable telling people, you know, it's different, it's different people, you know, they might not be comfortable saying being a police officer and a, a barber, you know, or say being an author, author oh my God, authoritarian. being an authority, fi- an authority figure. Right. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. I, and I agree with that and I understand that. And I, and that's why I didn't push the issue. You know, I'm not going to die on that Hill. That's just yeah. the, the things that I said, you know, well, if that's what, and, and I, and I caved on that stuff too, because it's, it's very awkward for me to have to ask my customers, um, you know, go to walk up to the credit card machine and say, okay, it's 1545. Uh, would you like to leave a tip? And they say, yeah. And I say, how much? I mean, yeah. that's awful. It's awful to yeah, have to do. Yeah. Um, so, hey, so how many would you say were that inconsiderate? What, how many, is there a number you could put on how many folks were that inconsiderate? Oh, I mean, 5% or less. Okay. Well, that's good. There, there was a lot of people that complained and weren't happy about it. And, and, and Grant, I'm not happy about it either. I don't love wearing a mask for 10 days and having to, you know, cut the amount of haircuts I can do in a day down and have to work longer hours for less pay. I'm not happy about any of that, but I'm doing it because yeah. that's what we're having to do. And I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to act like a child throwing a temper tantrum, but that's what some of these people do. Well, um, hey, what percentage of that 5% were over the age of 65? Most of them. You know, so I hate to say that people that you're doing, but that's what's so frustrating for some of us is that you're doing this mainly for, you know, people that are older, that are more susceptible to this. And it's the people that are older that are pitching a fit about, about it. Like my dad, who re- <laughs> is 78 and refuses to do anything, you know? So, yeah, refuses to, I, I could see him being one of those people. So I'm sorry you've had to deal with folks like that. And it's not. It's not fair, but to be only 5% is, is good that, you know, there's always. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a couple younger and I say younger, I mean like probably in the 50 to 60 range that were very much, you know, one of the other women that, or one of the other women, one of the women that works in the shop literally had to tell one of her customers, like the woman just came in and was just, just on and on and on and on and on about it. And the, and the barber just said to her, she said, listen, we're going to get into an argument if we keep talking about it. So let's just change the subject. And the woman just kept on and on. And she said, listen, she said, I'm going to have to stop cutting your hair and ask you to leave. If we don't start talking about something else, because I don't agree with what you're saying and you're making me angry. And I, and I, I'm just, and she, yeah, she was like, I'm just not gonna, I'm not going to keep listening to this and listen to you keep spewing this. And like, they pretty much finished her haircut in silence. And then, Literally, we had another guy that came in and just on and on and on and just like dropping bad language. And like, it's, it's already a stressful situation. 
and they're just making it more stressful. And finally, the owner told him, we're going to charge you double if you keep complaining. And he kind of chuckled and then kept on and on and on. And like the, 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 the person, God bless her, that was cutting his hair, just kind of, uh-huh, 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 just kept, you know, placating him and saying whatever and trying to get him out of the chair as quickly as possible because he was just he was making a darn scene it's which is a shame it's ridiculous for a grown man to act like a, a child like that yeah what's uh, your what's but, your line that you use it's a crazy world we live in or that's it man that's exactly <laughs> it and i've said i i had to say that a lot this week um I, you know i i i didn't i tend to get pretty wordy and long-winded and verbose and tell stories and cut up with my customers but i didn't do that as much yeah. This time around, I would ask people kind of what their experience had been, and I would pr- primarily listen, uh, not only to give people a chance to vent and to talk, but also so that I could just get the work done and then um, and move on because I, I need every minute that I can get um, yeah. because it does take longer. And plus, like, I mean, I'm not I'm not not wanting to be around people, but I'm also being very realistic about the fact that I'm exposing myself to so many more people, which means my my potential to get coronavirus is much higher. Um, I'm being very real about that. And I, you know, I, I got into an argument with uh, one of the women in the shop about this, you know, I said, cause she's just, she's saying that we need to go to all these extremes and go so much further above and beyond what's realistic and required. And I told her, I said, listen, by you coming to work today, what you have said is I am putting, making money above my health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And you are also saying that I am, consenting to the fact that I am willing to get coronavirus for my financial future. I said, we all have. She's like, well, what's the alternative? I mean, I can't just stay home forever. I said, you can't stay home forever, but you could stay home and wait this out. And she said, yeah, but then I wouldn't be able to pay my bills and I wouldn't be able to pay my rent. I said, and just like I said, you have put your financial well-being above your health. I said, you know, if I didn't want to come back to work, I could say, okay, I'm not going to cut hair anymore. I could blow through all of my savings, run up all of my credit cards. I could sell my house, and then I have some equity to live on for a while, you know, move into an apartment. And if that didn't work out, I could move in with a friend or some in-laws or something like that. Um, you know, I could sell my car, ride a bicycle, walk everywhere. I mean, like it, there, you can go really, really far down the rabbit hole if you're really wanting to protect your health. But yeah. most everybody is not going to go to that extreme. And I, and I, but I told her, I said, don't kid yourself and don't kid us about, where you stand on this, you are, you are saying that I, my money is more important to me than my health. Yeah. Or, or, or in, 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 in the owner's case, my business is more important to me than my health. And I get that. And I'm not begrudging them of that, but I'm yeah, also I not kidding. Anybody, I'm, but, yeah. Right. I'm not kidding myself either. And that's not to say that I want to get coronavirus or that I'm not being careful. I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I, for myself and for my customers that I don't get it. But I, but yeah. the day that I set foot back in there on Monday morning at seven 30, I realized that when I unlocked that key and walk in the door and was going to start serving customers, that what that meant was that I was willing to risk getting coronavirus to make a living. Mm, and giving it to your family, possibly, and loved ones. But, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, that's that's where we're at unless we get another yeah. bailout, which I don't see happening. But well, as, I mean, somebody again, that, and, yeah, as somebody who yeah. doesn't have to go in somewhere, we do appreciate y'all. I hope you know that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's – um. You know, it, it's a lot of risk and stress to take on for uh, for fifteen dollar haircuts. You know, but um, I do have. Uh, but again, I mean, I made that choice, and I do have a lot of customers that are going above and beyond and being very generous and digging deep into their pocket to help 
um, to help all of us at the shop out. And we really appreciate that. It means a lot to yeah. us and it makes getting up and going and doing the job worthwhile. True. Um, well, well, thank you again for what you do, man. And uh, thank you, sir. I think we're going yeah, to we're going to have to rename this podcast. Give me 30, I think, because we keep, <laughs> yeah. we keep going over lately. So, oh, yeah. well, this was interesting, man. I appreciate you taking some time. I know you probably the last thing you want to do is talk about all this, but it's interesting to no, hear somebody I'm, I'm that has happy, had to go back to work. I'm happy to talk about it. And it's unique um, for us to have to, to have somebody that's doing something like that to talk about, because close contact services has been such a hot button issue during this yeah. whole thing that, um, you know, that's, that's something that's, that's unique to us in terms of the fact that we have somebody that works in that industry that can talk about it. So I'm happy to talk about it. And if anybody that's listening to this has any questions, email us, post them on our Facebook page, um, you know, comment on there, let us know what you want to know. Let us know if you have questions about uh, safety or concern or what products we're using or what measures we're going to in more detail. I'm happy to answer any of those questions or do whatever I can to kind of explain to people or um, anything like that. So. Absolutely. And stay tuned next week where we'll do uh, 30 minutes on, um, you know, burp and fart jokes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll go back to 10 minutes. Maybe we'll stay on 30 minutes for the foreseeable future. I don't know, but I don't think we should change the name. We're not going to rebrand everything. That's oh, for heck sure. no. That's, we'd have to get the t-shirts reprinted and, you know. Oh yeah. It'd be too much. Redo our, yeah, we'd have to redo our, redo our billboards. Uh, yeah. All of our business cards. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, thank you, right, Junkyard man. Steve. All right, buddy. All right, thank, thank you, sir. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.